Supergirl Radio Rebirth, your source for the DC comic series called Supergirl Rebirth. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss and review Supergirl number 21, which was written by Mark and Draco with art penciled by Kevin McGuire, inked by Sean Parsons, and colored by FCO Placentia. So I hope I did not butcher any <laughs> of those names. Uh, that's what I'm going with as of right now. So the description for issue number 21 reads, quote, Mourning the loss of the Kryptonians wiped out by Rogel Czar, Supergirl decides to play detective and sets off into deep space to learn more about the would-be usurper. Using whatever tech she can scrounge, Supergirl builds a star cruiser, and after intel from Green Lantern, she blasts off into the cosmos with Rogelzar's deadly axe to solve the mystery along with a traveling companion you won't believe, unquote. Whoa! So did you did you believe it, Morgan? I didn't, in fact, believe it. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this. I actually, so I read, I like to read these comics before we record, so it's like nice and fresh in my mind. So my boyfriend was um, <laughs> cooking dinner, and I yelled, oh, my God, it's crypto. So I actually did not believe that special guest. <laughs> well, the description was on point, though. Uh, that's that's good to know. Usually they're, usually we have descriptions for the comics and the TV show episodes, which are not uh, super accurate. But this one, uh, I guess they really did uh, know that a surprise was coming. Um, so before we get talking about the issue, we do need to sort of back up and talk about a little bit about the backstory, uh, because <laughs> we left off with a certain bit of rebirth that had uh, uh, our girl Turin Golden Axe and Director uh, Bones. Turin. <laughs> <laughs> and Director Bones and all that stuff. Uh, and so this is a very different storyline. It kind of in, when you're if you're just reading the Supergirl Rebirth issues, it seems to like come out of nowhere. Yeah, if you're just going along and you're like do 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 do, and then suddenly you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah. So it gets a little confusing if you don't have some of the backstory. Uh, and just uh, for my uh, personal enjoyment, I have a lot of credit that I need to give to Ange from Comic Box Commentary who helped me out because I didn't read the Brian Michael Bendis's Man of Steel series miniseries that was kind of going on be right before this. So uh, uh, his website and reviews sort of helped me get some context uh, behind issue number 21 here. Uh, so in Brian Michael Bendis's Man of Steel miniseries, Rogel Czar, who's the character we're going to talk about in this issue. Wait, how is that pronounced? <laughs> I've been pronouncing it Rogel Czar. I think that's how I would pronounce it, but I was like, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with Rogel Czar on this one. Uh, so Rogel Czar broke into the Fortress of Solitude and destroyed Candor and killed all the Kryptonians in Candor, including the Silver Age Supergirl villain, Lesla Lar. No, Lesla! Who is one of my favorite Supergirl villains uh, because she in the Silver Age, what she lived in Candor, and she would come out occasionally and take over Linda's life. And then Linda <laughs> would get stuck in, in Candor and it would just kind of go on and go on and go on. Uh, so, yeah, she was one of my favorites. So uh, apparently this Rogel Czar character 
came in and killed Leslie Lar, and I'm very upset about it. Uh, but that's sort of the context behind what's going on at this point in Rebirth is that all the Kandorians, all the Kryptonians in the bottle city of Kandor have been killed. So now that we have gone over that, Morgan, what did you think about Supergirl's decision to leave Earth to find out who murdered all these Kandorians? So I read uh, Ange's really helpful um, write-up before I read the comic, which, thank God. Uh, <laughs> so I, I knew what had happened. Uh, and I was uh, my heart was breaking for uh, the Bottle City and for Les Lillard because... I love the Bottle City of Candor with all of my heart. It's one of the weirdest things <laughs> of some of, I mean, we, we have director bones and I still think there's something just a little bit weirder about them just carrying around a bottle city full of <laughs> tiny little people that they, that they occasionally like go down to visit, but mostly just forget. <laughs> um, and, and obviously Leslar is one of the OGs. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But it's just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there should have been just like a just a, a nice smooth transition for us. Like if you haven't been reading this other mini, it's it's the one thing about comics that can sometimes drive me insane, which is like when one book will just intersect with another book, and they assume that for some reason that you've been reading this other thing, it's like, well, I haven't. And now I'm so confused. There wasn't even like, there was barely even like an editor's note. They did try to like summarize what happened, but I think just going by the first couple pages, I wouldn't have figured it out. Yeah. If you didn't have that context or if you didn't read those issues, you would be like, why does Supergirl have to do this? What, what is going on? Yeah. That it's one of the things that I don't like about comics either is that i'm not going to be able to read this comic to connect to this comic you know sometimes you can't read everything and sometimes like me i subscribe to say the supergirl issues so i read all the supergirl issues and i would like it so that every issue connected to each other so that i didn't have to go pick up a whole bunch of other issues um so that is a little frustrating that some of the early parts of rebirth didn't make sense and they were all connected and then we have all of these other issues that had to be connected to something else and then that didn't make any sense so it was very difficult for me because I would like the uh series itself Supergirl to to be sort of standalone I don't know if that makes any sense um but that's my personal preference but yeah there is a little bit of frustration having to connect back to something else i i just don't know that it's like set up for how people consume things because i think the average person who's like i'm just really into supergirl super interested about her is gonna not gonna be like well i guess i have to go read like three issues of some other thing so i understand this one issue they're just gonna be like i guess i'm just plowing on ahead and hoping for the best <laughs> like i always do but i also do i also think that like in some ways, Rebirth has done a disservice to this new storyline because so much of Rebirth was so confusing at, where I would be like, Rebecca, did we know about this character? <laughs> is this like a is this some comics lore that I've missed? And then you were like, who? No, no, 
Manturan golden axe is a new thing. <laughs> so, like, so I like I could have gone into this issue and been just completely like, well, yeah. I mean, this is this is how rebirth is. <laughs> it did seem on par for the course. Like, like that maybe there is no context. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty true. I'm just disappointed because I. I'm, it seems like there might not be any more Director Bones for a while. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if we're ever going to go back to Director Bones. It feels like we just sort of threw out everything that had been happening and that we're like in a completely new Supergirls. Like the only the only thing that we get that's like uh, the flavor of the old Supergirl story is is Eliza. And so they switched writers, obviously. It's very, it's pretty, pretty obvious that we're not, you know, doing the same story but now i'm i'm questioning like is is ben still around is you know is is catco still a thing is like what have we does does eliza have a hand two hands now <laughs> like who knows what who knows what journey we're about to go on <laughs> so yeah we are starting a, a little bit of a new chapter in rebirth if you will uh with a new writer so yeah who knows we will we will find out, I guess. Uh, so yeah, so this has Supergirl going to the fortress and and um, talking about how she feels like it's home for her, which I really enjoyed because the Fortress of Solitude is supposed to be in a in a lot of iterations. I guess in most iterations, it's sort of a throwback to what Krypton was like. Uh, so I like that mention that she she thinks that it's it feels like home for her because she knew Krypton. She lived on Krypton. So I like that she considers it a place of reflection. She considers it, uh, you know, it's it's a memory for her. So I did I did like that part of it in terms of Supergirl that even though uh, some of the the context was a little jarring and confusing, the character bits with Kara and Supergirl, I thought I could I could grab onto that. I, I get those feelings for Supergirl because she even uh, talks to Superman about how his knowledge of Krypton is theoretical. And I thought that that was really interesting because that is the core distinction between Superman and Supergirl is that Supergirl grew up on Krypton and knew Krypton, whereas Superman, he was sort of... Um, uh, cast out into space, and he landed in. Uh, he landed on Earth, and he grew up here. So uh, I think that that really got to the heart of the the differences between the two characters in this issue, and I really liked that. Yeah, I thought that was a really good point that she made, um, and not in a malicious way. That, that there was some conflict between her and Superman, but I think it was just that her pointing out, like to you, this this is just sort of where you came from, but you where your whole life has been here but to me these were my friends and my family that I lost and I thought that that was a really powerful because I think that's the big difference between Superman and Supergirl yeah and uh the the issue really did I think did a good job of uh, discussing that and talking about survivor's guilt how they're the two Kryptonians who are still around while all the Kandorians uh suffered that horrible fate so they they have some really heavy stuff to talk about in this issue and i was curious because supergirl says goodbye to superman like superman knows that she's leaving but supergirl just kind of uh 
uh, flies off with only a voicemail as her goodbye to Eliza. What, what did you think about that? Yeah, I thought that was a little brutal. Like, that's like way harsh, Cara. <laughs> I liked the art in the, the issue where it sort of shows her hovering up in the air with her phone. And so I like that she's kind of leaving the voicemail in a, a an unusual way that only Supergirl could do where she's leaving a voicemail while she's hovering up in the, the air above the city. But I thought that was kind of cold. Like, Eliza and Jeremiah have been... Uh, and I noticed she didn't really uh, say anything as a goodbye to Jeremiah, which maybe is uh, a character correct for Super Supergirl. <laughs> uh, very character correct. She's like, Jeremiah who? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought that that was kind of uh, sad because the Danvers have become her family at least as we have known them in Rebirth. And so I I, I thought that the Danvers, uh, they deserved a little bit more than just a voicemail. So I was I was disappointed with that. Yeah, I was too. I, I was like, that's a, that's a little mean. So Supergirl wants to get the information about who murdered the Kandorian. So she's off on this journey to figure out that answer to that question. And she ends up running into Hal Jordan, and uh, she needs some Green Lantern help to help her on her journey. So what did you think about her interaction with Hal Jordan? So I'm going to, like, out myself here. I I don't know anything about Green Lantern, really. Oh, like, really? I am, I am, like, a Green Lantern person who knows nothing. Um, I, I, I didn't even see that terrible movie with Ryan Reynolds. Like, that's <laughs> how little I know about Green Lantern is that I missed that one. Um, so, uh, and and I, I haven't really encountered him much, if at all, in the comics. So anytime he shows up, I'm like, oh, right, what's this guy's deal again? Uh, so it was interesting for me, especially to see him, because I was like, oh, his his stuff works as like a scanner? Yeah, the, <laughs> the ring can do a lot of things. That ring seems like it is a multi-purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He can do, uh, the Green Lanterns can do a lot of things with those rings. They can build constructs to, um, uh, to, to be whatever they want them to be. They can be scanners. They can be, uh, lights. They help them fly, you know, whatever, whatever they need. Um, so this, in this issue, uh, Supergirl has this big axe, which I don't know is like why Turd Golden Axe showed up. Showed up. I don't know <laughs> if that has anything to do with Turd Golden Axe. I need more information on this because we just had an issue where an axe was very prevalent. Yeah, and now we we jump into this next issue where Supergirl has an axe. So there's got. I feel like there is a connection to <laughs> to Turd Golden Axe. Uh, on some level, so I'm going to need uh, more context there. Uh, but she does go to get some help to to see what's going on with uh, this axe that she has that is supposed to be uh, Rogel Czar's axe. So she's trying to use that to get some evidence to try to figure out what's going on. So I like that she teamed up with Hal Jordan and uh, used her resources. Um, and the it, it's neat because like Supergirl's about to have a little space adventure. So to use the Green Lanterns, you know, in a space adventure story is actually, I, I think is pretty appropriate because they're like space cops uh, up in the universe. They're kind of the space cops. So I, I think that's a really good choice to have her sort of teaming up with a Green Lantern. 
I know you said you were surprised by like his ability to be a scanner. Were, were there any other things that sort of uh, surprised you about Green Lantern in this? Did you learn anything? I feel like I learned a lot. Um, he can scan things and get some information on it. So he is all, like a like a walking Wikipedia, um, <laughs> but maybe a little bit more <laughs> reliable. Um, but maybe not because he, when he scans the axe, it's redacted. So maybe yeah. like, maybe, <laughs> maybe Turin Golden Axe is like, I, I can't even, I'm going <laughs> to come into this new arc. I'm going to redact your, <laughs> I'm going to redact it all. But so it, it, it sort of throws it to uh 42 star systems away, which is, I guess the little library that the uh, Green Lanterns use. And they've got like a little like weird alien creature who is very, very concerned about, like, the reaction from his, like, <laughs> from, like, upper management. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Little alien, you've done it again. <laughs> yeah, his name was Hackmon. Yes. <laughs> which I thought was a uh, strange name. I don't know exactly um, what that is. Uh, I, I guess it doesn't mean anything. I guess it's just Hackman. Uh, so <laughs> it was a funny name for a little strange alien creature. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, has some sort of connection to an organization called the circle. Um, and he, he has an eternal master, which I thought was very strange. So he knows that something is happening with Supergirl and Green Lantern and they're searching for information. So yeah, he's up a creek. It's, it feels like he has done something wrong. Like something is his fault and he's gonna get in trouble for it. <laughs> he's like, oh no! He like got how he like got how Jordan's like freedom of information request and was like <laughs> denied. Uh, <laughs> I I like that the this conspiracy goes all the way to the top, and the, all the way at the top is this like little weird alien dude like talking to some some nefarious shadowy figure who's drinking a champagne flute full full of blue bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that he's like nefarious but also fancy yeah and i i think uh before we go from the green lantern sort of space uh stuff before we move away from that i kind of just wanted to mention uh because this is one of my favorite comic book covers um so Hal warns Supergirl not to let her anger consume her and to search for justice, not revenge. And he gives her the example from his own life when he became Parallax and almost destroyed the Green Lantern Corps. Um, and so there's there's a very famous comic book cover of Hal Jordan wearing, like, all the rings. Like, he's got all these rings all over his fingers, and he looks very evil. So I think... Um, it was it was neat to see that that was mentioned in this story. <laughs> I see it. Oh, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> so that does seem a little ominous, though, that he's warning her not to be angry, not to let her anger rule her her journey, her search, her mission. So that seems pretty ominous. It does. I hope that that does not mean that Supergirl's going <laughs> to let her anger uh, kind of uh, take uh, priority over everything. So well, I'm going to hope for the best. Maybe Supergirl will uh, keep herself in check. And I guess we should talk about the biggest thing in this issue is that someone is coming along with her on her journey. 
Uh, your thoughts on crypto? Crypto! Uh, I like when she sees him and she's so excited and it's got the big, like, the big giant font, like the bubble <laughs> font. Like, that, because that's how I felt. That's how I felt in my heart when I saw crypto. <laughs> uh, I like that crypto isn't, like, you know, sometimes in the, the live action stuff, it's like, crypto is just this dog. And, and in the comics, crypto is always like, I'm not. I have a cape. <laughs> so I like that. I like that about crypto. I like that crypto is, like, legit with his fashion choices. Uh, one of my favorite things, though, is is not just crypto, but is the note that Cal, like, sends to Takara that's like all is very sweet it's like you know I really didn't want you to leave but I know you have to go on this journey uh, because you know you're my you know my cousin and I love you and like you're what I have right now but then at the end it, it, he was like please you know please bring crypto along for the journey obviously this dog is uh, your new ride or die <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he he signs it love Cal and then he puts a smiley face at the bottom <laughs> Which to me was like the most endearing thing. I was like, I I love this. I love this version of, of Superman where he's like, my dearest cousin, uh, good day, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> well, even Superman at this point would be using emoticons I, I, or emoji. I think uh, I think that would be the case. So yeah, it is it is cute that he does uh, love Cal with a smiley face. Um, but yeah, so I think it's cool that he he sends crypto. If Superman's not going to go with her, crypto is the next best thing. So I think that's a, a good choice, a good move on Cal's part. Um, because what what's cool about the use of crypto in a lot of stories, and especially in this issue, is that he he doesn't talk, but he conveys a lot of emotion in his. Um, in his mannerisms, his facial expressions. <laughs> and I think the art does a really good job. So let's let's talk a little bit about the art really quickly for this issue. Did you have any favorite pages or panels? Uh, everything with crypto, obviously. <laughs> so after crypto shows up and uh, Car and I both feel pure joy, um, there's like one panel where uh, after, right after she reads the letter, she gets emotional and like she looks over and crypto's like what and like whining and then she's like do you want to go on a trip and crypto's like i sure do <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love the like the different dog facial expressions on display in those panels and then i love in the next page where they're they're in the spaceship and crypto is just sitting in the passenger seat just like riding so cool he's like i'm along for this ride i'm a co i am your co-pilot arf arf <laughs> let's do this <laughs> yeah that's that's really great that he's he's just ready to go he is ready for the trip um yeah so i thought there were some i mean this issue had a lot of really uh great panels and great pages um and i will try to be brief with my thoughts because i enjoyed so much of the art um Page four, uh, the third panel down, there's a really terrifying image of Rogel Czar and his scary teeth as he watches Kara's pod in the in, in space as she uh, as she's taken off. And so I really liked that. The visual for that was very terrifying to me. Um, there's also a great flashback on page six. I liked how it mixed in the present day and the flashback to help 
uh, communicate what Supergirl is feeling. And that really tugged at, at my old heartstrings about what Kara had on Krypton and what she could have had if it had survived. And that's one of the things that always draws me to the character of Supergirl. So I really like the use of flashbacks there. Already talked about Supergirl leaving a voicemail for Eliza while she was <laughs> hovering in the air. Um, I thought that full page on page 12 where it has Supergirl with Rogelzar's uh, axe was pretty awesome. You really got the sense of how, or at least I did, about how big the axe is. Uh, so that's, it looks heavy, but I guess for Supergirl, it wouldn't be very heavy. Um, and then of course, page 19, when, uh, Supergirl and Crypto sort of collide into each other, um, that seemed really cute. Uh, you could almost feel, uh, the, uh, the excitement of, you know, a dog jumping on you. Uh, at least <laughs> I, I could, cause sometimes I've had dogs jump on me and at least this one looks very pleasant. Um, yeah, and I agree about the, uh, facial expressions from Crypto on page 20. So I think the introduction of Crypto has made a real difference for me in, <laughs> in Rebirth. Um, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, and I, I'm curious is this, uh, Rebirth has a lot of mystery to it at this point with this issue, um, introducing the character Rogelzar and the mystery about, who has actually killed the Kandorians. Supergirl seems to think that Rogelzar has something to do with it, but she's still trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, so I like the mystery aspect of this issue, even if I don't totally uh, understand all of the context, but I'm kind of going with it as, with as much as I understand about it. So I think the mystery of that is what is exciting for uh, Rebirth as, as we move forward with it. So overall thoughts on Supergirl number 21, what did you think about this issue? I think that in the beginning of this issue, I'll be honest, I was like a little out on it. I was like, I just barely understood what was happening before <laughs> in Rebirth. And now you're asking me to throw all of that that I that I had just figured out out the window. We're doing this new thing now. And I was like, I don't, I don't know that I want to. I don't know that I want to do this new thing. I, I just got <laughs> I just got used to the old thing. And then and then crypto showed up. And that's when I was like, okay. Okay. I think I can get on board. There's a dog in a spaceship and he's the co-pilot. <laughs> and I like that. <laughs> so I was so so I think the crypto stuff definitely got me way more interested than some of the other stuff. I mean, I think I do like the idea of her avenging the bottle city of Candor, um, as it should be avenged. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I like the sort of the mystery of like, did, um, this new guy with the ax, uh, because there's so many people with axes in, <laughs> in rebirth, <laughs> but did he have some sort of direct hand in Krypton, uh, Krypton's perishing? Like that is interesting. The idea that they might be using like a secret, like a secret society that actually was behind Krypton and like sort of rewriting almost the, origin stories of like Superman and Supergirl like that that's some interesting stuff but it's just like 
not stuff that had any alignment with like what we've read for like 20 issues so far. And I just kind of wish that there was a smoother transition between the old stuff and this new stuff instead of just being like, remember all that director bones and turn golden axe stuff. <laughs> uh, neither do we. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Are we, are we never going to see Lauren, the Kryptonian werewolf again? I don't accept that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did get used to the concept of Kryptonian werewolves. And now uh, we're 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 going to space, um, but I do <laughs> I do like the idea of Supergirl having a mission or like her own story storyline because uh, again I, I know we're talking about uh, the comics, but uh, sometimes I feel like I have to reference the show. And when we talk about the comics, <laughs> uh, I know I've done it several times during Rebirth, but. Uh, one of my frustrations with the show is that uh, sometimes Kara doesn't get her own storyline. She doesn't have a story for herself. And so I'm excited about what's happening in this issue and possibly moving forward is that it seems like Supergirl is going to be doing her own thing. And she's going to have a story that's mostly about her. Some of previous Rebirth was about Cyborg Superman and about Lauren and about... Director Bones. I mean, everything should be about Director Bones. I mean, but. <laughs> I mean, everything should be about Director Bones. But uh, it's exciting for me that Supergirl is going to have something of her own story. So I am excited about a possible space adventure. A space adventure with Crypto is very exciting. Uh, so I, that that to me, I I, I did enjoy it uh, it for this issue. Um, even though there were some things I, I did, I'm like you, I like I had to switch gears a little bit to kind of get used to this new new thing that we're doing. Um, but uh, I'm excited to see what the mystery unfolds. So uh, it ended up uh, a good issue. I ended up enjoying it, uh, even though part of it I had to go back and do some <laughs> research on because I was like, who is Rogel Czar? What has happened? Um, so this is uh, good to know. Uh, it's good to know the backstory. Well, I think that's going to do it for our thoughts on Supergirl number 21. If you've already picked up this issue, make sure to give it a rating in Comixology or your DC Comics app. And if you haven't bought it yet, Supergirl number 21 is available in the DC Comics app, the Comixology app, as well as Comixology.com, Google Play, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. If you'd like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at SupergirlRadio.com. You can email us at SupergirlRadio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. And if you do want to leave us some feedback, make sure to write and call in before Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the show. We're also on Radio Public and Podchaser. We are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. And if that seemed like a lot, which I know it is, you can find all the links to everything I just mentioned on supergirlradio.com on the right side of the page. And now we throw it over to Richard for the DC TV plugs. Oh, yeah, this is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And I'm here to tell you that Supergirl Radio is a part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you like other shows on their network, like Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, Krypton, 
Batwoman, Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Stargirl, and don't forget the classic DC TV shows. You can subscribe to all this on DC TV Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, and follow at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter. I like DC TV podcasts on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Derby Kid and Instagram at The Derby Kid. I'm a contributor to JLU Podcast, which you, which you can find over at jluniverse.podomatic.com. I just recently did an Aquaman commentary with Sam Otten. So that was a lot of fun to revisit that movie. I also do a little voice acting on a podcast called The Fakest. That's Fakest with an I. And uh, I just found out that I was chosen as a panelist for the the Dragon Con Supergirl Season 4 fan discussion on Sunday, September 1st. Ooh. So if you are planning to go to Dragon Con, come on by, share your thoughts about executive orders and the Alien <laughs> Amnesty Act. Uh, I'm sure we will discuss that. I'll try to hold my thoughts on that a little bit because I know not everyone obsesses about that uh, <laughs> quite like I do. Uh, so, uh, but if you are in the, in the Atlanta area at Dragon Con, um, uh, for that weekend on Sunday, September 1st, uh, come by the Supergirl discussion and we will talk about season four. I'm very jealous because I would love to be there to also take deep dives about national city real estate. (laughs) You know, you know, the things that people really want to talk about, not, not like the show, but like things that happen on the show that may be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. Is James still living under the desk? That would be my whole track <laughs> at Dragon Con. <laughs> Can you have that much content about it? Well, watch me try. <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably could do a whole episode on that. We probably could. Um, so, yeah. I, so, I'm jealous that you get to go to Dragon Con and people get to see your cool panel it's gonna be really fun uh you can find me on twitter and instagram i'm at mojotastic that's m-o-j-o-t-a-s-t-i-c you can also find me as a co-host on the legends of tomorrow podcast we are still planning our uh our i guess this would be our august episode it's a long hiatus and we have to figure (laughs) something out to do uh and it should we that should be dropping any week now. <laughs> as soon as our, as soon as the planets align and our s- schedules align, uh, we are going to record a podcast. I think it might be about. We might do some like listener uh, feedback, question stuff. Um, so if you want to get some of that into the Legends Podcast at Gmail dot com, uh, now would probably be a fine time to do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably better early than late. <laughs> well, just make sure you're subscribed and uh, you can get that episode as soon as it does come down, whenever that happens. As soon as it appears. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to, to keep up with podcasts in general. Just make sure you're subscribed. It'll pop up when things are ready. Uh, so that's awesome well uh, that's going to do it for us uh, with this episode and this issue and thanks for joining us as we read Supergirl Rebirth